Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Motzai Shabbos Shir for Parshas Kisisa. Uh, in this week's Sedge Parshas Kisisa, we had a couple of references to Shabbos. So I'd like to speak about a Shabbos issue, uh, which will probably come relevant to very shortly. I entitled the Shir, Making Early Shabbos. Is there a standard, is there one standard time for the household? Uh, and right now we're on standard time, but a week from tonight, we change over to daylight savings time. And within a few weeks, there'll be many shuls that'll be davening early because the Shabbos gets later and later, certainly through the end of June. And so many shuls have a seven o'clock menu or something similar. And very often, typically the husband goes to shul. And the question is, what about the other members of the household? Uh, in terms of starting Shabbos early, is the wife or other members of the household expected to start Shabbos at more or less the same time the husband does when the shul gets up to Mayrev or Ms. Moshe Yom Shabbos, the end of uh, the Chododi and so on? Or is one thing have nothing to the other? But first, we'll get there by discussing the mitzvah of Tosefah Shabbos, of adding on to Shabbos more in the general sense. So in this week's Sedra, in Parashas Kisisa, Shmos Paraklamad Dalad Pasuk Chafalat, the first source, Pasuk says, Sheisha Shaman Tavad Yomash, Yitishbos, Bechoresh, Rakotzei Tishbos. First, the Pasuk says you work for six days, rest on the seventh day, and you refrain from, you rest from Chorish and Kotzei planting, I'm sorry, plowing and reaping. Plowing and reaping. So Rashi comments, and the idea is, why would these two malachas, those are two of the 39 malachas, why would they be singled out over here? So Rashi quotes, there on that Pesach, Paraklamadal, Pesach of Aleph, in source two, Rashi quotes, Loma, Nizkor, Chorish, Shekotzi, why are these two activities singled out? Yeish, Merav, Seno, Omrim, it's talking about something else entirely. Al Chorish, El Erev, Shviyas, Hanichnos, Shviyas. It's not talking about Shabbos per se, we'll see how it fits in, uh, but rather to the month or so, as we'll see later, in advance of the Shemitah year, we know that during the seventh year of the Shemitah year, it's the land that's to lie fallow, and you're not allowed to plow the field and to reap the stuff and so on for yourself. So the rule is that Erev Shviyas, the sixth year, towards the end of the year, you know, which is entering the seventh year, or the, at the end of the beginning of the eighth year, after the seventh year, so there's certain restrictions in force, and it says on the second line of Rashi, mikol al hakodesh. You have to add onto the holy time, the sanctified time, in this case, the Shemitah year, you have to add from the regular time, the Chol, onto the Kodesh, onto the sanctified time. And here's how it fits in the Pesach. Rashi explains. Right, you're allowed to work for six days uh, during the week, forgetting about Shemitah for a moment, okay, but... But this permission, so to speak, to work as a general rule during the six days of the week, there is a year when this activity is forbidden, even during the six days of the work week. Okay, namely, uh, during the Shemitah, when you're not allowed to plow and to uh, reap and so on, even though you're ordinarily allowed to. Again, forgetting about what we call Shabbos, there are occasions, at least one year out of the seven, when you're not allowed to do that work even on a weekday. But, but as Rashi goes on, but it can't be telling us that you're not allowed to plow and, and, and reap during the Shemitah year itself, because we already have a Pusik explicitly telling you that in Parshas Bahar, printed in Source 3. Printed in Source 3. Parshas Bahar, Vayikra, Perkhof, Hay, Psukim, Dalan, Hay, Muvashona, Shriyas, Shabbos, Shabbos, and Yellow Arts. That's talking about the Shemitah year, right? Sodcholo, Sizor, Vechamacholo, Sizmor. You can't uh, plant things in the field, and you can't. Uh, Prune the, the, the vineyard and so on. Can't cut the different produce in the field and so on. So, Shabbos and Yela Art. So, that's already explicitly written. So, that can't be the intent of this Pusik here in our Sedan Kisisa, says Rashi, because that's already explicitly prohibited in Pusik and Pashas Bahar. So, what then does it mean when it says that even though generally you are allowed to work during the six days of the work week, there's just one year where you can't do these activities? Must be the, what we call Tosefa Shviyas, 
a certain period of time before the Shemitah year actually arrives. The Psukim and Parshat Bahar and Source 3 are only talking about the Shemitah year proper. So that's how we learn that there's a prohibition from here to uh, even in advance of the Shemitah year. It doesn't say exactly how much, but even in advance of the Shemitah year uh, to refrain from these activities uh, as the Shemitah year approaches, even during the regular six days of the week. You're not allowed to do these things. Now, there's another interpretation, continues Rashi. Now, the Pasuk is talking about Shabbos in general. Forget the Shemitah year, the second view. What does it mean, why single out plowing and reaping and so on? It's only referring to the Pasuk is telling us that it's what's prohibited on Shabbos, on a regular Shabbos, forgetting a Shemitah, is plowing, planting, which is Shabbos, meaning an optional activity, something for your own benefit, that you do it for yourself. But there is one time when we are allowed to cut and, and, and pick plants and so on, and that's for the purpose of the carbon omer, which supersedes Shabbos. So all of this Rashi derives from a Gemara in Moed Cotton, Dav Gimel Basin Source 4. I'm going over to Dalam and Aleph Titan. Okay, Becharish Rakotzi, I should say, the Tanya Brysa, Becharish Rakotzi, Tishbo, so we keep a omer. Maybe Akiva says the first shot, right? That it's talking about when it says you're not allowed to plow and plant, that during the week you can plow and plant, just not on Shabbos. But it's coming to tell us that there was a certain time when you're not allowed to plow and plant, even during the six workdays, namely when an association with Shemitah, and it can't be talking about the Shemitah proper because that's already covered in a different postage. Rather, it means. Tosefah Shvi is right, adding on to Shvi is before the Shvi is, and Rabbi Shmuel continues the Gemara. Rabbi Shmuel gives a second interpretation, which Rashi cited here in our Sedra, that it's referring to nothing to do with Shemitah, but rather telling us that what's, what's prohibited on, Shab, on, on Shabbos is activities done for yourself. Rishos, optional activities done for yourself, but a mitzvah activity like cutting for the Omer, uh, which is a mitzvah, that, that is allowed. And you have the Rashi's there. Okay, which I printed and so on, and tells us, uh, even before Rosh Hashanah, the Shemitah year officially begins on Rosh Hashanah. We call Rosh Hashanah the first of Tish, right? So even before Rosh Hashanah, certain activities are permitted and so on. And a couple of lines later, it's permitted to cut the barley, the grain that's going to be used in the Omer offering for the Karbana Omer and so on. Atosis as a side point there, and what Cotton Gilmore Reyes, I just printed it, we don't have to go into the detail now, uh, but the Pusser quoted the Dibber Maslow Shahrei Kvarnemar in Source 6. Um, Atosis just points out that it doesn't really mention uh, plowing, and the Pusser by Shemitah, if you look back in Source 3, only mentions Sor Siktor, the reaping. Okay, but Atosis figures out that it comes to include Harisha also, includes plowing also. Okay, now, so we have these two opinions. It looks like Amachok, as we keep in Rabbi Yishmael, exactly how you darshan this Pusser. Interestingly enough, I uh, will see how the post can look at it. The Rambam, Hilchas Tmidim himself in Perek Zion, Allah Havav, talking about the Korban Omer, writes, Mitzvosol Hilikotzer Balayla Belel Shishosar, Bein Bechol, Bein Bishabbos. The Korban Omer, Omer is a measurement. It's an Omer's worth of barley that was brought in this Korban on the second day of Pesach. And the mitzvah is to cut this new barley. It's from the new crop that grows in the springtime. Pesach is in the springtime. So to cut this new crop in the springtime, so um, that can be done. Bain b'chol, bain b'shabbos. If it happens to be a Shabbos, if the if, if the carbon armor is being brought on Shabbos, you have to cut it the night before. So you would even do it if it's Shabbos. That's Paskin like Rabbi Yishmoel. However, the Rambam in Hilchah Shemitah, that means he rejects Rabbi Akiva, that uh, has anything to do with adding on to the Shemitah year before Rosh Hashanah. However, the Rambam brings that in Hilchah Shemitah, Vyovah, Perigimah, Allah, source number eight, Avodah, Sarth, B'shona, Shishis. 
working the land even in the sixth year, before the Shemitah year. Shloshim Yom Somach Lishviyas, 30 days before the Shemitah arrives. That's also what he writes, Asura Halacha Lamoshim Sinai. Where the Rabbi Kiva in our Drusha and Moed Cotton Gimel Beis Dalman Aleph that we just read back in Source Four, which Rashi here in our Sedra in Source Two quotes that the Drusha Rabbi Kiva, the Rambam doesn't accept that as a Drusha from the Torah, but it's still prohibited. He passes like Rabbi Shmuel, we saw with regards to the Omer, but the the, the ruling is correct. It's not from this pasuk according to the Rambam. It's rather Halacha Lamoshmi Sinai because it's preparing for the Shemitah year. Then he mentions that was only true in the Beis Hamikdash but now there's no more din of adding on to the Shemitah year. Right? We go back to the, the Rambam says at the end there. Nowadays, uh, we go back to the basic din that you know, no no land work is also until actually Rosh Hashanah arrives. Fine. Okay, now, a little later in that same sugi in Moed Kutten, the Abdalam and Aleph, the Gemara says in Source 9, my timer, this is a word of Rabbi Gamliel, again, it's a local issue that we're not going into, but the Gemara says, Gomar Shabbos Shabbos Mi Shabbos Voracious, right, that the um, suggestion is that there's no uh, no limit from the Pusuk that it has anything to do with Tosef Shviyas. And again, the Rambam says, adding on to Shemitah, as we just saw in Paragimel of Hilcha Shemitah, Yobel Aleph, in Source 8, that's Allah Halamo Shemitah. There's nothing from the Pusuk, because Shabbos Shemitah is called Shabbos, like we saw back in uh, uh, Source 3, the Pusuk in Parshas Behar, Ahikra Parakhaf, hey, Pusuk, hey, Shnas, Shabbos, 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 Hashem, Shnas, Shabbos, compares it to Shabbos. So Shabbos is compared by the Gemara to Shabbos Bereshis. Shabbos Bereshis means what we call Saturday. Right, the, the Shabbos from, from the creation of the world. So Malal Halon he asura lefaneha v'lachrel mutarin. Shabbos, regular Shabbos, right, the weekly Saturday. What's also is also on Shabbos, but there's no prohibition before or after Shabbos. According to this Gemara, you can do whatever work you have to do right up to Shabbos, whatever time Shabbos starts. You know, there's no Indian to 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 abstain from the earlier. Or to continue to stay malacha after Shabbos, we want to say the same thing is true about Shemitah. There's no prohibition, right? Avkan he asul fanel mutarin. Okay. Well, based on that, Tosus asks Akasha. Tosus there in Moed Kotten Dalam Alaf in source ten. Tosus asks Malahal he asul fanel acher mutarin. Wait a second. The ikasha v'hamafkina mikrom asechus yuma parak basa the tzarich lasos tosefes gabe Shabbos. But isn't there, is that true with the Gemara we just read in Source 9, the Gemara Mord Cotton of Dalman Aleph, that regards to regular Shabbos, there is no idea of starting Shabbos early, no requirement to start Shabbos before the actual arrival time of Shabbos. Is that true? Tosa is not true. Because there's another Gemara, it's in, in, in Yuma, the last parak of Yuma, with Afpei Aleph from the base, where it says, You're supposed to add on to Shabbos, okay? Also both the beginning and at the end, okay? Lo Sifa Kodesh. Okay, there is a requirement. What do you mean there's no, what do you mean when it comes to the weekly Shabbos, there's no requirement to start early or to, you know, to, to extend a little bit later? It's not true. The Gemara works out. You're supposed to do that. Okay. So Tosa said, no, that's no kasha, because that's just a little bit. It's a small amount of time, you know, the, a barely a, a little significant, an insignificant amount of time. Cave the Right, that's a kolshu, that's enough. And therefore, it was okay for Rabbi Gamaliel and the Gemara to say, you don't have to start Shabbos early. With that, which the Gemara Yuma says, it's just talking about a little bit of time doesn't count. Okay, that's how you solve the local problem. But the truth is, this Gemara Yuma Pe'al from Adalev is also in Rosh Hashanah, Daftesim Adalev. I quote it from Rosh Hashanah because the Rashi's there are clear, you can follow it, but it's also there in Yuma Pe'al from Adalev. The Pesach says, regards to Yom Kippur, in Parshish Emor, Parakov Gimel Vayikar, Parshish Lamed Beis, 11, it says, Yom Kippur begins the ninth day of Tishrei, 
towards evening. From that evening to the next evening, you have the observance of Kippur. So the Gemara says again, it's Yuma Pal from the base, but I printed it here from Rosh Hashanah Testament Aleph. Twelve, the Gemara asks, Where do you see that you're supposed to add on? You're supposed to start the sanctified day. This time coming in Kippur. You're supposed to start it early, right? You have to add from the weekday, from the ordinary on to the sanctified. Okay, so first the Gemara quotes the Tanya, what we just saw in White Cotton, and what Rashi and our Parsha quoted. I'm not going to be that again, but the same Machlokas. All right, but... Uh, so good. So Rabbi learns that you see it from Shemitah, right? Rabbi says you learn it from Shemitah, you see you start that early too. But Rabbi Shmuel, who darshaned the Pusik and Ar Seju, which where the Rambam quoted it, as having to do with something with cutting the Omer, that ordinarily what's prohibited uh, on Shabbos is only activity, activities for yourself, but not things that are mitzvah-oriented, that you need to do for a mitzvah. So where does he learn? So that's the third line of 12. Rabbi Shmuel, Mosif Mechol HaKadosh Minolei, the following, Minis famous Joshua, Minis famous Really? Yom Kippur is the ninth? Yom Kippur is not the ninth. Yom Kippur is the tenth of Tishrei. Okay? Is a, right? It's the tenth of Tishrei. So what do you mean? I mean, towards evening on the ninth. It's not the ninth. It's the tenth. Yom Kippur is the tenth. We know, by here, by Boker, right? In the Jewish calendar, the, it starts the night before. Okay? So whereas uh, on the secular calendar, what today is uh, March 2nd, today is today on the secular calendar, Saturday, March 2nd. So it becomes Sunday, March 3rd at 12 midnight. On the Jewish calendar, it doesn't change at midnight. It changes uh, when it gets dark out. Okay, so today was uh, uh, today was what the the uh, the twenty second of uh, the twenty second of Adar Rishon. So it became the twenty third, and not at the twelve midnight tonight, but rather when it's, when it comes out, when the stars come out, and so on, it gets dark. So good. So we know that. So why does the Torah use that unusual expression? It's not besisha. So the Talmud over erev. Okay, in the evening. Okay, so it's in the evening. So wait till it gets dark. No, it says besisha when it's a night. Night means the pork gets dark. So what's going on? So maskil yom. That's why you have to start fasting on the kippur when it's still day before it gets dark. That's why the Torah uses expression night. Melamed And we do that, right? We 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 end the surah of sekes It's always uh, before it gets dark. It's still light out when you come to shul, right? You've already accepted the fast. So the the uh, uh, we already we start when it's still technically the ninth out. So it's still technically the ninth day. So now the Gemara says, how do you know it? it's also at the end of Yom Kippur, which we also do, that's Merav and Erev. And now here's the key line for us. Fifth line of 12, there in Rosh Hashanah, Testament Aleph. How do we know it's true of Shabbos also? He's supposed to start early. Talmud Lomar, Tish Besu. Right, the Pesach says, the very end of Source 11. Right, Perkhavigil, Pesach, Lamed Beis, and Emor. Tish Besu, it includes Shabbos. And then how about Yom Tif? Yom Tov and Nine. How do you know you're supposed to start Yontif early also? And I'm only talking about starting early. You're supposed to end late also. That's not a topic tonight. Talmud Omer, Shabbat Chem. Okay, it said, Kol Mokom, Sheesh Poshrus, Mosif and Michol, Alakodesh. Whenever there is a requirement to refrain from work, you're supposed to start early. Mosif and Michol, Alakodesh. You're supposed to add from the ordinary time of the weekday onto, uh, onto the holy time, onto Shabbos or Yontif, whatever it is. So there we have a Gemara which says openly. So that's why Tosa says, yes. What do you mean in my cotton of Dalad? It says you don't have to start Shabbos early. So Tosa says, yeah, also a little bit of time. Because notice the Gemara doesn't give you a time frame. Just early. So a few minutes early. Doesn't not a significant amount of time. Now, what is it? So the question is, what is Rebbe Kiva who learned Tosefes from the Shemitah Psukim? What does Rebbe Kiva do with that drusha of Besish HaLachodesh? According to him, you don't need that to teach you have to start early because he learns that from Becharish or Kotzer Tishpos and Arsedra. So the Rekiva, the different drosha, that there's a mitzvah, just like there's a mitzvah to fast. On Yom Kippur, there's a mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur, right? Whoever fasts on the ninth, it's like he fasted on the ninth, you know, whoever eats on the ninth, it's like he fasts on the ninth and the tenth. That's also a drosha. 
I printed the Rashi. You don't have to read all the Rashi in source 11. But bottom line, we have these two drushes from Besishal HaKodesh Ba'arev. Uh, as a, but but for our purposes tonight, you see from this Gemara, there's a mitzvah mosifin michol ala kodesh that is not only and it applies to Shabbos as well. There's an Indian to start, start Shabbos early, end it late. And again, we're focusing on starting early. How early exactly? Again, tells us just a little bit. But you're supposed to start Shabbos a little bit early. As a side point, the Arachayim here in our sedge also in Parshas Kisisa, source 14, Pasuk says the Shom Rubenayus al Shabbos. We know those Tukim right. They say it by Kiddush. On, on, on Shabbos lunch and the Shmonesi, the Shomer of Esau, so Shabbos, Lasso says, so Shabbos, or some breeze along. So there are Orachaim, a culture on that Pussek, in Kesisa Shmos, Paraklam, and out of Pussek, Tezayan 15, says, What does it mean, Vishomru? Tarak Ladas, Loma Hosiv, Od Shmira Acheris. What is Vishomru, Venezuela? It already says in the Asarza Dibros, right? I mean, you know, in the second presentation of Oshanan, says, Shomer, Summer Shabbos. What's added here, the Shomer of Venezuela, so Shabbos, and what does it mean, Lasso says, so Shabbos? So Archaim, as a Trosha, he says, this teaches us, Kodesh. What does it mean? You have to anticipate. The Shomru means to watch, to guard, to be on alert, on the alert. So it implies, he says, to be on the alert. Shabbos is coming. So already should begin a few minutes before. Right? Like we do with the Chadodi, you turn around, you, you connect with the, with, with Chosin, like a Chosin connects with a Kala and so on. So that's the idea of the Shomru. The Shomru means, you know, doing something in advance, preparing in advance. So you start Shabbos early. Then he has another thing, that's Lasos Esa Shabbos. Okay, you made Shabbos. Really, it's Shabbos, not Shabbos until nightfall. But by starting it early, it's Lasos Esa Shabbos. You made it. That's the Orachim. Now, the question is, do we paskin like this, Gemara, in Rosh Hashanah Daftes, Yuma Daft do we paskin that there is indeed a requirement, a mitzvah, to start Shabbos early? And again, it also applies to, to ending it late, but that's not our topic tonight. So, what is it? Is there such a mitzvah? So, the Rambam in Source 16, Hilcha Shvisos Osar. That's the laws of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, he nicknamed Shvisos Osar, the day of resting on the 10th, Osar the 10th, right? So in Perak Aleph, Halacha Vav, 16 of Hilcha Shvisos Osar, the Rambam writes, Keshem Shishvus Mimelacha, Bein Romelayla, Bein Shvus Inu Bein Romelayla, okay? You have to both, this is Malacha and this is a mitzvah Inu, not to eat and drink and so on, both at night during the day. And that of Yom Kippur, Vitzorach Lahosif Mechol Ala Kodesh. And you've got to add on. Mechol Ala Kodesh means start Yom Kippur early and end it late. Shanemar, he quotes this pasuk, this drasha of Sishal Chodesh. Klomar, Hischil, Hischil, begin Laksum Ulis Anos Me Erev Tisha Hasamuch Asiri. Begin fasting, okay, already when it's evening of the ninth, as it approaches the tenth, okay. And the same thing at the end. Now it's interesting because he only mentions starting. Doesn't mention to refrain from melacha early. He just mentions begin do the fasting, begin fasting early. And again, we do. Okay, we fi- we finish the surah of sekes, we accept him kipper, and that's before nightfall. But it's striking that the Rambam does not seem to extend this to isa melacha, and he mentions this by yom kipper. We take a look in source uh, seventeen. Okay, the shulchan aruch paskins this way as well. The hilchas yom kippurim simon or chaim simon tough reish ches sif aleph seventeen. We eat at the end of the day on Erev Kippur, and we stop before nightfall, before, you know, sunset and so on. Because it is din, you have to add on to Yom Kippur. There's no minimum amount. Sometime before, he writes, whatever it happens to be. Okay? And it's interesting, the Mishnah Brewer, in Sivkot Nalaf there, in Simon Tov Reish Ches, in 18, writes, there's a requirement, but if you eat during this Tosefta time, it's not Kores, like eating on, on, uh, on Kippur itself. Ki'im mem ayin mitzvah It's a mitzvah say, and he tells you the limud from Sishal HaKodesh Ba'erev. Okay, as a side point, it's just interesting, because the Gemara presented a machlokas 
What do we learn from Basishal Achodesh? So now we've been saying it means you have to start from Kippur early. When it's still technically the ninth, we start a few minutes early, whatever it is. The other drosha, okay, the drosha of Akiva was it the mitzvah to eat on the night. So it sounds like a Tamachokas, but actually we pass like both. We pass when we start early. And also in Simitov Raj Dalad of Arachim in source 19, Sifalov, Mitzalechob Arabim Kippurim. Okay, there's a mitzvah to eat on Erevim Kippur. I always enjoy that mitzvah personally. But there's a mitzvah to eat on Erevim Kippur. And I'm eating a nash. My wife said, what's going on? It's a mitzvah. What can I do? I mean, it's a mitzvah. You can't, can't, uh, can't stop me doing the mitzvah, right? Anyway, but also, there's anos. You're not allowed to fast that day. And so on. And the Shabur, again, there in Sivkot Nalaf, in Tofresh Dalit, gives you the it gives you the mocker. So it's interesting what appears to be a machlokas. We keep it on Mishmael. Ironically, we kind of paskin like both. We start Yom Kippur early. Because of the idea of the ninth, and we eat on Erev and Kippur, the mitzvah, we eat on the, we eat on the ninth because of that drosher. Anyway, but getting back to our topic, the Magid Mishnah on that Rambam and Hilchah Shvizas also Parak Aleph Alachavov, source twenty one, says as follows: He takes note of the fact that the Rambam brings up this idea of Tosefes Yom Kippur, Mosif and Michol Alakodesh, only with regards to Yom Kippur, and only seemingly with regards to fasting, and not with regards to Simalacha. And he writes. In source 21, Midivre Rabbeinu Nira, She'ein Tosefes Dvar Torah. Apparently, the Rambam understands that this mitzvah Tosefes Midoraisa applies only to Inui, okay, only to the fasting of New Kippur, and Loba Sias Malacho. You know, we're not going to go with that now, but more importantly for us now, it doesn't apply, right, in New Kippur, below Bishabosos. And this, it, it, it does not apply on Shabbos at all, okay? In other words, uh, it doesn't seem to apply on Shabbos. Because, remember why? Because in Hilchas Shabbos, the Rambam never mentions it. The only time the Rambam mentioned, that's what the Magad Mishnah is bothered by, the only time the Rambam mentioned the minutes of adding on is regards to Yom Kippur. And again, even there, it's limited to fasting. Again, that's not our topic. But the Rambam mentions this mitzvah of Tosefes only with regards to Yom Kippur and not with regards to Shabbos, not with regards to Yom, other Yom Tovim. So therefore, the Magad Mishnah concludes that apparently, according to the Rambam, there is no mitzvah midoraisa to add on to a regular Shabbos. There is no mitzvah. I, the Gemara in Yuma, and again, and, and, and in Rosh Hashanah, we just saw. So he apparently learns that it's a machokas tanoim, tanoim, because there was another drosha in, 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 in there, okay? And we'll take a look just below, right? Because it's, it says in Parshas Emor, regarding Yom Kippur, look at 22, we'll come back to the Magamish in a moment, Parakov Gimel of Baker, Sukkim Chav Chestulam, and talking about Yom Kippur, below Cholmolacha, Lo Sasu, Be'etzem, Yom Azai, Nalad Molacha on this day, Kiyom Kippurimu, etc. Kichal Nefesh Hashel, Lo Sa'une, Be'etzem, Yom Azai, Benichas Amemeh, someone who, 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 who doesn't fast on this day, it's subject to Kares, and Bechol Nefesh Hashel, Cholmolacha, and someone does Molacha on this day, etc. So keep saying in those three Psukim, Be'etzem, Yom Azai. So the Gemara earlier in Yuma, Pei Aleph, Amad Aleph, 23, says, okay, so there's no there's no iser, there's no punishment, right? There's not the same punishment because etzem hayom means on that very day, Yom Kippur proper, okay? So that's based on that. The Gemara in Pe'alaf Aleph says, uh, what about the time of Tosefes? No, there's no punishment during the time of Tosefes because it says be'etzem hayom okay? And um, same thing with regards to fasting, there's no punishment and so on. So, um, but is there a lav? Is there an iser? So according to this Gemara, this Brisa on Yuma Pe'alaf and Aleph in Source 23, apparently, Apparently, this opinion is that there is, in fact, no requirement, and that's what the Rambam is based on. I, the other Gemara, okay, so it's a machok, it's tanoim. Whether the mitzvah Tosefes extends to other to to Shabbos and, and well, first of all, to Emelach and Yom Kippur and to other Shabboses and so on. You take a look at the uh, uh, end of that Gemara on Pei Aleph and Aleph. It says, "Uma Emelach Shenoheges Beshabbos Yom Tovim Eino Muzar Leil." 
right? There's no requirement of Tosefus by other Shabbos Yom and Tovim. So you go back to the, the Bagad Mishnah, the third line and on, to a different rice, it's a machokis. Okay, and they learned different things from these drushes. And the Rambam, as we already learned, uh, accepted the drush of 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 of, of, of uh, Rabbi Akiva with regards to the uh, the I'm sorry, Rabbi Shmuel, with regards to the Omer and so on. That's where we learned it from. Anyway, bottom line, it seems to be Machlokas. And even though, as I said before, it's a little odd, it is a little odd. The Shulchan Aruch, we pass like both drushes. You look at the end of the Magid Mishnah there. The Sova Rabbeinu Shem Cholkim. Okay, they, they, they disagree. It's a machokas, and, and we accept Rabbi Kiva. Anyway, bottom line, the Magad Mishnah explains why it's okay for the Rambam to hold. There's another machokas tanoin, and the Rambam holds that there is, in fact, no mitzvah that extends to other Shabbosim. doesn't even extend to Malach Yom Kippur. He holds like this first brysa, that that's a sheet of the Rambam. At the end, the Magad Mishnah writes, Avol, Das, Shara, Meforshim, many other Meforshim besides the Rambam, they hold Shetosefesh, Yesh, Minat Torah, Afilu B'Shabbosim, Tovin. Okay, I mean, he acknowledges the fact that many others disagree. The Rambam seemingly doesn't hold it, but uh, the Magad Mishnah acknowledges that many other Mephoshim do, and they have a Niram and Alochas. That's what appears, Alochas means the rift. Right, it appears that the rift holds that way as well, even though the Rambam doesn't. But at the end of the day, the emphasis of the Magad Mishnah, look at the beginning, the first line of 21, on that Magad Mishnah, Parakalam, Hechosvisa, Sosa, Alochavav, Betzarach, Lahosiv, Tzachimidivar, Benanir, Shein, Tosevis, Devar, Torah. There's no biblical, there's no Torah requirement, there's no Doraisa requirement, implying the Magid Mishnah understood that Rambam would agree that Midrabanan, there's an issue of adding on to Shabbos and Yontif, you know, um, Midrabanan to Shabbos and Yontif as well. However, the Kesef Mishnah, in Perik Hei HaVhechus Shabbos, Halacha Gimel, 25, the Rambam writes, Hamadlik Tzorak Lahadik Modyom Kodim Shkisachama. When you bench licht, you light Shabbos candles, Halachas Neiros, you obviously have to light before nightfall, because then it's Shabbos, you can't light. That would have been the ideal place for the Rambam to pipe up and say, and you're anyway supposed to start early, but he didn't say it. So the Kesef Mishnah says, on that Rambam, Perakei Alocha Gimel 26, he writes, Rabbeinu lo hizkir po din tosefes michol kodesh He didn't mention it. This would have been a place for him to mention it, but he didn't mention it, right? And he said, now, because of hey, hey, means harava magid. That's the Magid Mishnah. The Magid Mishnah says that, because that's because the Rambam holds, there's no din d'oraisa of adding on to Shabbos. But my opinion is, it says the Kesef Mishnah, the end of 26, Mamash Mali, the Dartor Shekaz Lab Davka, the Midrabona Nami Lesle Tosef. And not, not like we said, you know, the Magad Mishnah seems to say, well, the Rambam doesn't hold the Din of Tosefus on Shabbos and Yontav, other than Yom Kippur, Midra Oraisa. But Midrabona there would be. The Kesef Mishnah says, forgive me. I don't think he holds even the Rabbana, you have to do it. Because you should have said it. The Rambam includes in general Dinim Drabanan. So you should have said it. The fact that he omits Tosefes Shabbos entirely, entirely implies that he holds not only to, there's no Dorais, no Drabanan either. Okay, you look in the Avni Nezun, at Shuvah, Pelek Orchaim Simon Tov Tzari Ches, Post Dalet, 27. He also writes, okay, quotes the Magad Mishnah, but he writes, Bahama Ayin Barambam Hilcha Shabbos, Yero Yered, the Lesle Lominator, Velamid Drabanan. The Rambam does not believe in Tosefes Shabbos as a requirement, either Doraisa, or the Rabbanon. The Meshach Chochma, the Pasuk of Parshat Emor, Parakov Gimel, Pasuk of Aleph, happens to talk about Shavuos, not a issue right now, but he that's about Yantiv. The Meshach Chochma writes, um, the Meshach writes there in Parakov Gimel, Vayikra, Pasuk of Aleph 29, he writes, the Bolamai Tosef is Yantiv, Misal Malacha. Okay, what's the deal with Tosef is Yantiv? So he says, well, he says, according to the Rambam, Zerach, Lashita, Zabinu Moshe, that's the Rambam, the Isu Malacha, the Tosef, Shabbos, Havirach, Midivay Sofer, with Rabbanon. So he sides with the Magad Mishnah. So that's a question. Okay, but as the Magad Mishnah noted, whatever the Rambam holds, many authorities disagree and hold, not only there's a Mitzvah, the Rabbanon of Tosef, Shabbos, even though Raisa. So if you take a look in the Rif, 
in Yuma Bays of Bays in the pages of the Riff in 30, he out- says that whole Gemara and he quotes on the third line, Kol Shvisa Shata Shoves Atamosifla. Any day when there's a requirement to abstain from Malachi, you have to add on to it. Okay, sounds like there's a mitzvah tosefes. It's not clear he says the rice of the rabbanim, but he certainly requires it. Okay, the rush as well in Yuma Paraches Simen Ches on a Tzuri Yuma thirty one says it quotes the whole Gemara the same thing. And he writes on the third line Kol Shabbos Shata Shoves Atamosifla. Okay, you have to add again. Doesn't say the rice of the rabbanim either, but certainly it's a requirement. Sounds like it's the rice because he's quoting all the psukim. Same thing with the riffs. Sounds like it holds the Doraisa. And at the end, the Rosh writes, for Tosefes Zelonis Barashiro. We don't know exactly how long you have to add something, right? After something, something a little bit before Ma'ati writes, right? Tarak Lifrosh Ma'at, a little bit. But there's no minimum requirement. Okay, but that's the deal. So both the Riff and the Rosh seem to hold that there's a requirement to Oraisa. The Orzarua says it explicitly. The Kelek Beis, Hilchas Erev Shabbos, Simen Chof, 32, Tzrichin Yisrael L'Mayar, L'Bek, Vezakles, Barav Shabbos, Mipnei Shetzrichin L'Hosu, Michol HaKodesh, Ulekabel HaShabbos, Kodesh, Etish, Rachama, Mide, Oraisa. Okay, Lerav Yishmol, and so on. But Rav Kiva holds on to Rabbanon, but it's certainly required. It's certainly required, maybe even, maybe even the Oraisa. And the Beis Yosef presents, because the Torah leaves it out also, in Orachayim, Simen Reish, Samach, Aleph, 33. Uh, the Rambi points out, like he pointed out in the Kesem Mishnah, back in source uh, 26, in the Shabbos, Parakel, of the Gimel, just says the same thing here, because the Rambam never mentioned, the Magad Mishnah says, he means it's the Rabbanon, and I don't think it's Rabbanon, he explains again on the third line, the same, same thing he said in the Kesem Mishnah, Umash Torah and he says the Torah apparently agrees, okay, the Torah apparently agrees, with the Baish Yosef said it was a little unusual, because the Torah tends to follow his father, the Rosh, okay, who says, uh, you know, by Yom Kippur, you have to add not only uh, not only Inoi, but uh, not only not only I'm sorry, not only not yeah, not only Inoi, not only you have to stop eating, you have to stop Melacha too, which is not what the Rambam said. And how come the Torah doesn't follow his father? Okay, an interesting question. In the end of the day, in terms of Halacha, Reish Samach Aleph, page thirty-four, says Yesh Omrim Shetzarach Lahosu Michal Lakodesh. Some say you've got to add on. Talk about Shabbos. This is Shabbos. Kippur, everybody agrees, a pasuk. But with regards to Shabbos, that seems to be machlokas, and therefore the, the, the Shulchan Aruch says Yesh Omrim. Okay, and again, the Mishabura in Tzukot and Yotes says you don't get kares for this time if you violate this. Yesh Enazman Zalav Lo Kares Ki Mitzvah Sasei Min Torah, but it's a Mitzvah Sasei Min HaTorah. Again, exactly how long it has to be? Uh, sometime before Ben Hashmash, or sometime before sunset, because once it's Ben Hashmash, then it's already a Suffolk Shabbos, and, if not, and if, never mind Tosefis, it's Shabbos, or at least a Suffolk Shabbos, you certainly have to start. Okay, you don't need an extra Pusik, so it's got to be sometime before. That's the Mishnah Burr. The Bir Halacha there, it's in Reish Hamachal of Sif Beis 36, the Bir Halacha writes, Yesh Omrim, why did the Shulchan Aruch say Yesh Omrim? Right, they look back in thirty-four. Why Yesh Omrim? He writes the Mishabura does in the Biralach in thirty-six. In deference to the Rambam, okay, the Mechaber of Yosef Karo had great deference for the Rambam, um, and even though here the majority seem to say that there is such a rule of Tosef Shabbos, also may probably even Doraisa. In deference to the Rambam, he presented the Yesh Omrim. Okay, Yesh Omrim. And then he writes, the Biralocha writes, he holds like the Magad Mishnah, right, that even, even the Rambam holds the Rabbanon. Okay, and how do we know that the Rambam holds that? So the Mishabur proves it from someplace else. You hear what I'm saying? In other words, the Shulchan Aruch writes it in the Lushan Yesh Omrim. Some say, because not everybody agrees, different to the Rambam who disagrees. But then the Mishabur says there, but even the Rambam agrees that it's the Rabbanon required. Again, Yosef Karo, in the, both in the Kesef Mishnah and in the Beis Yosef, 
said that no, according, according to my understanding, the Rambam doesn't even require me to the Rabbanon. But the, the Shabur points to something else. There is a din which appears in the Gemara in Shabbos, Lamed Hayamad Base 37. Okay, Tanah Rabbi Shmuel, and that's the Shin of Rabbi Shmuel. But anyway, Sheish Tekios, they would blow shofar six times, nothing to do with Rosh Hashanah. Every Arab Shabbos, they would blow. Those who have been to Yerushalayim, you've heard the sirens, you know, sometimes in some communities, in, in, in the former communities, Yerushalayim, other places in Eretz Yisrael, as, as Shabbos approaches, they have different sirens. So this is an old practice. They didn't have sirens, they had a shofar. And they would blow the shofar. And the Gemara says, when the first sound of the shofar, the people out in the field, right, Nimnu Omnibasada, Milado, Milachos, Milasos, Komalechos, they would stop working out in the field. Okay, they would start heading home. They would hear the first sound of the shofar, which means the Shabbos is approaching. They would go home, but the stores were still open. Then the second sound, of the stores were open. The stores would close down their gates and everything else there, we see them and, and so on. And then eventually they would light candles. Again, you can take a look. You have the Rashi's there. But uh, at the end of the day, there would seem to be, and this was the end of the day, and there would appear the Shabbos arriving. They would have these tekiahs. And the Rambam brings that lahalocha in Parak Hay of Hilton Shabbos, Halacha Yurchas 39. Whole Medina's Lairos, how you saw any Jewish communities, right? I mean, you know, token by Mshesh Tias that would sound the shofar six times actually included the Trua, right? Because uh, so, the very end was Tkia, Trua, Tkia. Okay, whatever it is. And the uh, Rambam spells out what the Gemara says. So, according to this, the Rambam at least may be hinting at Tosephus for Shabbos as well, because this was every Friday. Now, again, you could learn that Sugya is saying that that was just to make sure when we're ready when Shabbos started. But at least some activities seem to cease on our Shabbos. So that's how the Mishabur and that Bir Halacha learns, um, that Bir Halacha learns in Sim Reish Samech Aleph, in Siv Beis, Dir Yesh Omrim, but even the Rambam holds that there's such a requirement with Rabbanan. Shukhanach brings this din in Sim Reish Nun Vav Rachaim, Siv Aleph, right? That they would, when the Jews had their countries and so on, their lands, they would blow these Sheish Tekiyas, these six Tekiyas, Kedei Lahavdilas Amin Amalacha, to get people to stop doing Malacha and so on, and they would stop a half hour before, a little bit, they would be Machri, they'd make announcements and so on. What is a half hour? Okay, what's a half hour? It's a Mishabura. There in simulation involves Aleph means a half hour before the you know before the sun disappears entirely. Okay, before the sun disappears entirely. That's a that's a question exactly what time it is, you know, Mincha Katana, whatever is a different time. But at the end of the day, uh um, you know, the, apparently there was some Indian of starting Shabbos early, which even the Ramam seems to accept. Mishabura says there are bonum. Okay, so Ad Khan in terms of the mitzvah. So the machok is what is a mitzvah, the Shulchanar quotes it as Yesh Omen. However, even if there's no mitzvah, everybody agrees that one may start Shabbos. That's a question whether you have to, you don't have to, it's the rice or the Rabbanon, I'm not required at all. Okay, but may one, if one wants to, may one start us. That seems to be clear that it's allowed, okay, and that it's chal, that it does become Shabbos. That goes back to that Orachim we saw earlier. That's lasso says Shabbos. We make it Shabbos. Even though I make Shabbos. We make it Shabbos by, by starting early. It's, it's not the Zman yet, okay? It's not yet Shabbos, it's still Friday. Okay, as I said at the outset of the shear, you know, the, you know, uh, we're going to switch clocks next week. So in a number of weeks, a lot of shuls are going to make what we call early Shabbos. Okay, so we make it Shabbos, even though it's still light out, right? So it certainly seems to be allowed. So that's based on a number of things. The Goran Brachas Chavz Adam and Aleph, which says in 42, Rav Ikle Begniva, Vitzali Shal Shabbos Barav Shabbos, famous Gemara. And we learn that Mispal Adam Shal Shabbos Barav Shabbos. You're allowed to dive in the Shabbos Shmonesri and say, Baruch Hashem Mekadesh Shabbos. When it's still technically Arab Shabbos, it's still Friday afternoon. Again, those shuls that'll eventually make a seven o'clock minion. So by seven twenty-five or whatever it is, they'll be saying the Shmona Esrei. Seven thirty, they'll be saying the Shmona Esrei, even though it's still light out. They're not going to get uh, not even Shkia for another hour, right? Especially when coming to June, right? When you're saying Baruch Hashem, Mekadesh Shabbos. What are you talking about? It's still Friday, but you're allowed to do that. Okay, now what what is that declaration, or how does that work? 
you can just declare that it's Shabbos. So the Shittim Kubetz is there in Brochus, Chav Zanam and Aleph, which is assumed to be from the Ritva. It's not the regular Shittim Kubetz, but from the Ritva. But anyway, we derived Tolish Shabbos at 43. It only works when you actually daven. You say the Shabbos davening. Just saying, I'm a Kabbal Shabbos, that's not good. It has to be Tvila. Okay, the Ritva in Natsugi and Shabbos, Lamed Aleph and Beis, and Skidushim, Divamasu Chosu Ben Argado, 44. Ava below Tvila, no Tvila Shabbos, O Kiddush. Okay, either you say Tvila Shabbos, you make Kiddush, some declaration, Marcus Amakata Shabbos, then it works. But ain't Tosefes Chalmael, it's not automatic. You have to do something about it. Okay, and the Rambam himself, even though he may hold there's no mitzvah Tosef for Shabbos, but it's okay to do it. In fact, he says, in Hilchas Tvila Paragimel Alachazayin 45, It's okay. A person may. Daven Mayrev of Friday night, right? The Friday night Shemana say, uh, you're allowed to do it, even if it's not a mitzvah, maybe not a mitzvah at all, not even the Rabbanon, but still you're allowed to do it, and Daven the Mayrev, the Friday night Mayrev before, before sunset. And indeed, the Shulchan Aruch, in Sim Reish Samach Zayin, Paskin this way, Barachayim Sim Beis, in 46, Makdimon, you can make early, Lispalel, Arvis, Yosef, Osachol. You can Daven Mayrev much earlier than you would do, ordinarily do on a weekday. Well, starting when? Ubeplag Hamincha. From Plaga Mincha, approximately an hour and a quarter before Shabbos, before sunset, I mean. Plaga Mincha, Yochol Hadlik, you can light candles, or the Kabul Shabbos, and accept Shabbos, Betfilas Arvis, and Lechomiyad, you can eat right away. You're going to come home, okay, at a quarter to eight during in June. It's not going to get dark out from at least another hour or more, but you can not only daven, you can light Shabbos candles, you can daven Mary, come out, have the Shabbos Suda. Now, we're not going to, some say you should say, because I used to call it to eat after the dark, but okay, whatever it is. But Lamaisa, that's what it says in Shulchan, you can even eat. And even eat. In Simon Reish Samach Aleph, that was Simon Reish Samach Zion Siv Beis. In Simon Reish Simon Reish Samach Aleph Siv Beis, the Shulchan Aruch says in forty-seven, "Uzman Tosefesu Humitchilas Hashkia." The Tosefes is when the sun sets, when it's no longer seen until the later Ben Hashmashos, and that's three quarters of a mil later, thirteen and a half minutes. A mil is assumed to be eighteen minutes for our purposes now, and three quarters of thirteen and a half minutes. And at that point, you can add on. That's called Tosefes. You want to make Tosefes, then good. You don't want to, you don't have to, and so you're allowed to, but you have to do something. You got to add something, like we saw earlier, some little bit. You want to make that whole slot, that whole 13 and a half minutes, Tosefes is good. You don't want to, okay, make it a little bit. You got to do something, okay? And the Ramor writes there, we want to do it earlier. Even earlier than those 13 and a half minutes, it's okay. You know, even, even earlier, you have every right to go ahead and do that. Now, there's a lengthy discussion in Mishnah Bruit, in Sukkot and Bay, Sukkot and Chaf, I mean, because that, when he talks about that time slot, sounds like the Shulchan Aruch saying, after the sun sets, that's Tosefa Shabbos, and those 13 and a half minutes. What do you mean? After the sunset, it's Vada Shabbos. So Mishnah Bruit points out, it's a big discussion, not for tonight, in 48, it's Sukkot and Chaf, and Mishnah Bruit points out, that's because, um, he holds, the Shulchan Aruch holds like what we call Rabbeinu Tam. It's actually not nightfall until basically 58 and a half minutes later, right? So 72 minutes after what we call, after what we call Shkia. And only the last, you know, 50, 58 and a half minutes is still daytime, right? 58 and a half minutes after what we call sunset on the, on the newspaper, on your phone, whatever, it tells you what time sunset is. 58 and a half minutes later, it's still daytime. Bein HaShemashah, the last 13 and a half minutes, that's that, that's what he calls Ben Hashmash. That was known as a Shita of Benatam, but it's not just Benatam. It's the majority. It's the Mechaber. It's more. The Vilna Gaon changed all that, and, and it's a different discussion. Okay, but it used to be by the Chassidim, for example. And that's you, now you know why. Again, it's not our topic right now, but now you know why. Sometimes you go to a Chasana, okay, and the chup is over, 
and there are two different minyanim. One group is Mincha, the other group is Davin Mairav. Right, right. We see them, they're still Davin Mincha then, or they're Davin late. Why? Because they follow this other shita. Okay, a couple of weeks ago, I visited the Munkash Rebbe for something, and um, and, I was, and I was with him, but he had it, it was like, uh, it was ready, I'm 45 minutes after our shkia for sure, and he told me he has to go Davin Mincha. I said, I Davin Mincha. He said, you better have Davin Mincha ready. Okay, but uh, but uh, I did Davin Mincha earlier, but the Chesidim, wait until later. That's because of the Vanabra in the time. So that's what the Shabur points out, that for us, the, the Tosefus would have to be before what we call sunset. You can look at that Mishabur into that subject of discussion for a different time. Anyway, it's a cotton chafalov though. The Mishabur says, you want to make it Tosefus, Haino Aide Dibur. We saw some Rishonim seem to say it had to be Tfila, and just uh, declaring it's not enough. The Mishabur here says, Shumakablo Olav Lashem Tosefus Shabbos, O Ayyadeh Amir's Baruch and so on, Yadavin Mairev. Okay, now what about Kabbalah Belev? What about a mental acceptance? So there he says, take a look later in some Tofresh Ches. Okay, um, before I get to that, it's in Kotn Hey, the Mishabur adds, but before Plaga Mincha is nothing. Now, this idea that you're allowed to add on to Shabbos is only from Plaga Mincha and on, not before Plaga Mincha. If you, daven, if you make Shabbos, you can't make Shabbos at, at, at 10.30 in the morning or at 1.45 in the afternoon, not before Plaga Mincha. That's the absolute earliest, says the Mishabur. And Plaga Mincha is a, an hour and a quarter before sunset. Fine. Okay, so uh, anyway, on this other issue, though, of what you need to do, so keep that in the back of your head. The Maharil in one of his chuvas, Maharil Hadosh Simon Mem Hey Ozdal forty nine. He says, first of all, Kabbalah Shabbos Tosefes Shabbos Doraisa. He holds Doraisa, and Tosa says Yochel Kablo Mi Plaga Mincha as early as Plaga Mincha. But he does quote another shita that gives you a little longer than Plaga Mincha, two hours. He brings an interesting raya because it says that it's one unit of the day. It's one. Tw- it's uh, it's uh, it's one twenty fourth of the day. I'm sorry, it's two twenty fourths of the day. Which means one twelfth of the. I'm sorry, one. It's yeah, one one twelfth of the day. Okay, so it's, basically, it's a, it comes to the day is divided into twelve units. Nine is twelve units, so it's two out of twenty-four. One out of twelve. So you have uh, set it backwards. It's two. It's two out of twelve. I'm sorry, during the day, because he compares it to uh, yeah, two hours, right? Two hours, uh, because he compares it to Tosefeshvius, which is one month out of the year. So it's also one twelfth. And was, the Tosefeshvius we said is thirty days. Right, the Shemitah year is twelve months, so one twelfth is the extra month before. So during the uh, um, so during the Tosef uh, Shabbos, it's one twelfth. Also, what is one twelfth out of a twenty-four hour day? It's two hours. Okay, but we assume plaga mincha la'alocha. Okay, but what about accepting it uh, mentally? You have to verbalize. We saw you even have to say it in tefillah. But what about Mishabur already says you can do it some verbal declaration? How about mental de- declaration? So he refers you. The Mishabur does over there in in Simrei Shemachalaf. So Kotn Chafei he refers you to Hilchas Yom Kippurim in the Shulchan Aruch. Simon Tafrei Shches of Arachaim Siv Gimel. He says you start Yom Kippur early and so on. Um, he says look earlier. You know, double jump, wild goose chase. Sends us to Tafkuf Nun Gimel, whether in Kabbalah Belev, Loavi Kabbalah. Okay, that Kabbalah Belev doesn't count. Okay, Kabbalah Belev doesn't count. So Mishaburah says, take a look over there. It's in Tafresh. He said, take a look at the Mishaburah too. This is Tafresh Ches. You've got in Tesla. He said, look at the Mishaburah too. So let's look. There it's talking about Kabbalah Tainas. And it's in Tafkuf Nun Gimel, Orachim, Sif Allah 52. It says, Kabbalah Belev ain't a Kabbalah. Okay, mental acceptance doesn't count. Okay, it's Oracle Hotsi Bisfasa. All right, Kabbalah Belev doesn't work. Uh, to accept anything, so it has to be some kind of a mental statement, some kind of a a, a verbal statement. Okay, um, the Archa uh, Shulchan is not so convinced. In Simreish Tamech Aleph Siv Beis Fifty Four, he writes, okay, he quotes the Eishomrim that the Rambam disagrees, but Ro Rabbi Sanan, take a look at the second line. 
most of the Rabbosainu. He gives you an all-star lineup. Habahag, Baharif, Barush, Basmag, Basmak, Biram, Baran, Bamagmishna, Postkudesh Minatoro. Those all that's the whole team that disagrees with the Ramam. They hold that the Tosef is a mitzvah. Okay. Now he says at the end of the day, anyway, Baruch Shulchan says, it's not no Gayladina. You know why? Because he said it's a bad idea anyway. Of course you should start early. Don't pinpoint. Don't try and say, well, Shabbos starts at the, you know, 622, so I'm going to do work right up to 622. You'll end up getting mixed up. You won't be able to calculate the time so precisely. So he said it's a bad idea anyway, right? It's a suffix skila, right? So you don't play around. So of course you should end work a little bit earlier, okay? And uh, therefore a person should just do it because you can't be so precise. All right, now he seems to say, as long as you stop, you didn't say anything. It wasn't even mental. And you didn't make Kiddush, you didn't daven, well, you just stopped working, right? Which in a certain sense is a mental acceptance, right? That's already good enough. So that's a machlokas. Okay, whether you're in the bottom line, do you need a Kabbalah betfila or Dibur or, 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 or Fila Belev is good enough? So that's an interesting, uh, interesting machlokas. By the way, just in terms of Yom Kippur, though, that's why many people recite Fila Zaka. Fila Zaka is that long Fila before Kol Nidre, where people should, should try and come to Shul to say. Um, and in the text of Fila Zaka, there was a line. I'm, I'm accepting myself. I'm accepting about myself. I'm keeping right now. Not everyone agrees with the Raisa. It's printed there. In fact, the Chavetz Chaim was aware that many people come to Shul at the last minute. For Kol Nidre, he switched the order. It's printed like that in the article. Um, article Machzer. It says uh, based on the Chavetz Chaim at the behest of the Chavetz Chaim, you should say these two paragraphs first. So you make sure you makabel early. Anyway, that that's the din. Okay. Um, but now let's just turn to the, fi- the final issue, and that is, okay, so what happens is, is, is someone in the household, the father, the, the, the husband, the wife, whatever it is, father, the mother, is their acceptance of Shabbos binding on other members of the household? That's the question we'll look at now. So in Sim Reish Samad Gimel Sif Yud, 55, it says, The Bahag holds that once you bench lift, you light Shabbos candles, then it's already Shabbos. So the woman benches lift, it's Shabbos. Yes, she can have in mind, but we'll leave that out for now. Okay? So that's when she's Makabal Shabbos. That's why she just drops the match and so on. Okay. Now, okay, he said the next line, if you make a condition, uh, it works. tonight it works, Hubbard and Zin, like they say, and yet it, fine. However, what about, um, he says, uh, others say, they have to wait, Shekev and Shomar Chazen Baruch that's your stop. Ula didan. For us, look at the last two lines of 55. Our recitation of Mizmor Shir, right after the Chadodi, that's the acceptance of Shabbos. Okay, now there are more rights. The woman who benches Lich, she is accepting Shabbos. Imlo she made a condition. Even, uh, even a, um, uh, a mental pledge is good enough. Everyone else is not bound by her declaration of, of, of acceptance of Shabbos by Hadlokas Neiros. Okay? And that's the Mishnah Brewer writes in Sivkot Membez there. And what if a man is lighting candles? He's home alone. His wife's away. Or he's a single fellow benching lift and so on. So he says, if a man benches lift, then he doesn't have to accept Shabbos because that's not the minute. Even though it's good for him too to do it with a, with a condition. But the question is, what about when the husband is Makabal Shabbos? Or Moshe Feinstein in 57 has a tshuva, Igos Moshe or Chaim Chela Gemel, Simen Lamed Ches. Kishabal Kibbal Shabbos Od Yom. What's the story with his wife? Okay. Does she have to do what he does also? Well, he went to shul. Okay. Made early Shabbos, seven o'clock. He's going to Daven Minchas, seven fifteen, Kabbal Shabbos, seven twenty-five, whatever, seven thirty, Baruchu. She's home. It's not going to be dark. So she wants to continue to do malacha. She has to, well, wants to finish cooking or whatever she's doing. She has to work to do. Okay. Can she continue to malacha even though he accepted Shabbos? And so Moshe writes the first line of there, fifty-seven, Lachora Poshut. She ain't on the She's not bound by him. 
Okay, Shani It's like a nether. He's starting shabbos like taking nether, so he can't bind her by taking a nether. He right? So other than the also, he can't do that. So come okay, the He can't his acceptance of Shabbos is not binding upon her. Okay. And then he can't be Mikhaib her Ah, however, he says the following. He refers to an instant Gemara. I'll go down, we'll come back to Moshe. The Pusik in Mishpatim. It talks about Shabbos also. Perkov Gimel Shmos posing in base fifty eight. Sheish Shomim Tasa Masecha Umashvi Tishbos Laman Yanuch Shorcha Vachamorcha Vyanafesh Ben Amoscha Vager. Okay, and this will require Vyanafesh Ben Amoscha. What's Ben Amoscha? So Rashi there in Mishpatim says Perkov Gimel posing in base fifty nine. Beevet Ha'oral Kosmedaber. It's a person that owns a slave, a non Jew, not an Eved Ivri. Has to keep Shabbos on his own. Eved Kanani. Eved Kanani doesn't have to keep Shabbos. Okay, but in the Jewish home, he's bound by that requirement. So it's interesting because the Pusik says in, in, in the Sarasa Dibras, the second presentation in Baschan and Dvaram Parakei, Pusik Yadalat 60. That's your Abed Ivri. Okay, but at the end it says, So that's, uh, that's, the, uh, that's the other Abed. That's how the Gemara says in 61, right? There's a requirement even for an Abed, um, you know, for an Abed non Jewish, right? Okay, so now, what exactly does that mean? The Eved came to Malachas, so the uh, the Moshe uh, writes, now going back to the Chuban 57, second paragraph, because what's the idea? The idea that Eved, Eved is not bound by Shabbos, right? But nevertheless, while Mutalo Lasos Atzmo, he can do whatever he wants for himself, but he can't do malacha for the for the master, for the Jewish master. Okay, and not nothing to do with Amir Lenachri. Okay, Amir Lenachri is on the Rabbanan. This is the Dinda Raisi even a Feish Ben Amosva. So therefore, he can't do malacha for the Jew. All right. So now the question you could argue that maybe the woman can continue to do malacha because she's not bound by her husband except in the Shabbos, but he can't do things for him. He already accepted Shabbos. He can't cook for him or whatever malacha for his benefit. Okay, and you're going to tell me, you know. But he doesn't own his wife like he owned an Eved. Not the same thing. You don't own your wife. It's true, okay. But the truth is, certain thing, for certain purposes, you're entitled to to her. Uh, uh, we're not going to details now, but you're, you're entitled to her Maisiadel. That's a mission Ksubis, a printed in sixty-two. Mem vomit bay is in Ksubis. Av Zakabito, the father has certain rights over his daughter, and yes, the Baal has even more certain rights over uh, over his wife's things. And one of the things is, right, uh, that's what Rashi says on Memvav Raising Suba 63, all these things plus, okay, and one of the things is, I'm sorry, before that, one of the things is, I'm sorry, is my Siadel, her, her income, right, her earnings belong to him. And that, why is that? Because he has to provide her with food, okay, and that's an exchange, it's, you know, a different type of agreement. But uh, however, Abuna says, but she has the upper hand. 64, I'm going to keep my own earnings. You can keep your food, right? And she's more, earning more than he is, right? You know, I'm not going to take anything from you for, for myself. And that's how the Rambam brings Hilchas Isha's Perikid Beis, Aloha Aleph, because Isha, a man gets married, so he get he's he, she's required, he's required to provide certain things for her. She's required to provide certain things for him, okay? And uh, what she's required to provide for him, our boss, it uh, includes Maisi Adel, her handiwork, her earnings. However, Alachadalad, there in Echosisha's Parakid Beis, Alachadalad, but oh, Tikta Hamashi, Maisi Adel, Ha'isha, Kenegad, Mizonosel. That's only 
because he provides him with food, so he gets the earnings. It's only fair. But and the same thing Now the same thing. Now this bearing my Samoja Moshe says he does have certain rights. Okay, he's Knushi's Knula bottle for those things. But the end, and even though she could refuse it, maybe you could argue that she can't do Malacha for him. So that's a Moshe's uh, conclusion. The last paragraph, fifty-seven. The husband davin there because it's for the kavana, the mitzvah of kedusha Shabbos, and so on. Okay, and he's doing it on a regular basis. Okay, um, and that's a minute kavua. But then minik shala ishli snag minhagabal. Ramosha writes, if the husband is doing it because of the mitzvah of Tosefa Shabbos, and he does it every week, and so on and so forth, so then taka the woman is required to uh, to accept the husband's uh, accept the husband's uh, uh, acceptance of Shabbos as well. If he accepts it early as a minik kavua and so on, all right, because that's the din becomes a din of the community, right? So muhrachas the kabbal Shabbos kaminik makom bayla. Right, this is shul they daven in. They make early, the early Shabbos. That is a question. What if a shul is multiple minyanim? I'll tell you where this comes up in a bungalow colony. Right, in a bungalow colony, so they everyone davens together. They daven at a, at a time, so you don't you can't just drive in afterwards, even though it's still Friday. It's not right. The community already accepted it. Right, so that in that sense, he says the wife is bound by the husband's acceptance of Shabbos. But he says at the end, if they're not doing it because of the mitzvah tosef Shabbos, okay, they're doing it like he says last couple lines. Be most hakayets. Right, the summertime because it's too late. They don't want to eat so late. They're not doing it l'shem kedusha Shabbos and so on because we want to start Shabbos early out Shabbos. Okay, we're doing it because it's convenient. That we said ain't zebichal din minig. That's not a minig. The low nesser el abal shekibelakvar. Then only the baal will accept it. Here, Moshe's chilek. Okay, so Moshe writes that if the husband goes and he wants him a couple Shabbos because of din of mitzvah tosef the Shabbos and so on because of kedusha Shabbos and he does that all the time all year long, not only during the summer. They daven early during the during the winter time also, which shows that that's part of doing it for the sake of Kedusha Shabbos. Then Taka, the wife, is bound by the husband as well. But if he doesn't do if he doesn't do it as a minute kavua, they just do it in the summer because they don't want to be so late and dinner and everything else. That's not a minute kavua, and therefore the wife is not necessarily bound. The only thing is she can't do malacha for him. Okay, she can do malacha herself, but not malacha for him. That's the position of Ramosha Feinstein. Sixty-eight, the Chuvas Shevet Alevi of Vosner, Chelak Zion Simon Lamed Hey. He says uh, the same Shiloh and son. He talks about Sha'on Kayetz, right? The summer clock. We call it daylight saving time. So that's what we're going to talk next week. So he says, he writes in Osalif there in 58, No, all the time, no matter what, the wife has to follow what the husband does. You have to, she has to figure out when are they going to get up to Ms. Moshir or to Baruch Hu, and she has to explain, she has to accept Shabbos at that point, okay? And it doesn't matter where he, where, where he davens and so on. Okay, uh, she has to follow uh, her father uh, as Kobe at the time, so to speak, and she's Negreris after him. Okay, um, the only thing is he quotes a Moshe, he disagrees with a Moshe, and uh, basically his conclusion is the wife always goes boss of the husband. Okay, and she has to figure out when they get up to Ms. Moshe, when they get up to Baruch Hu, and uh, he disagrees with the Igor's Moshe. Finally, the Chuas on Hagos of Sternbuch, one of his Chuas, Kayla Gimelson, and Pei Hey, same question, Shayla Baal. Okay, so basically, he raises the question, and you know, it's, it's a funny thing because uh, sometimes the husband comes home and she's first lighting candles at that point when he walks into the house. Okay, maybe she should have to start Shabbos early. All right, so he says, as general rule, the second paragraph there of 69, okay, 
the meter to the call, you know, the minority goes after the uh, majority because of, uh, you know, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like state Taurus and so on. Um, however, then he goes on, he talks about the household itself. And it, it's late, so I'm not going to read the whole truth, we can read it inside. But basically, his feeling is he agrees with Ramosha. Okay, he agrees with Ramosha. Towards the end of the third paragraph, that she has to accept it when he does, okay, but she should figure out when he's going to come home. Because that's not right. She should not be doing Malacha when he comes home already. In other words, even though it's still light out. Now, she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to calculate, like the Shevet Alevi said, to figure out what time they're up to Baruch and she'll do it exactly the same time that he does. But not, not, uh, and he agrees with her motion in that regard, that she's not really bound by him, unless, as we said before, it's the minute Kavor, the minute in the town, the minute in the area, then she does have to do it. Okay. But without that, then she can be Makabal Shabbos later than he does, but she has to at least do it before he gets home. Okay. And 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 that that that's uh, that that's his psak. I'll just end by pointing out this issue of the community because uh, Rav Shachter Shalita disagreed, and with all of the above, and he held this is a question that came up during the COVID during Corona because there were a lot. Sometimes the husband during the, during the summertime, you know, whatever May June, he davened early and she's not ready yet, and so on. He's in the house. So what's the story there? Does she have to keep it or not? So Rav Shachter, um, and it's in print. You know, they they I'm not saying they published it, but they printed it a lot of his Piskei um, both in Hebrew and in English, on the issues relating to COVID and all these problems. So his position was, as a general rule, she's not bound by her husband at all. This is only, this is not, this is not a minig. It's a personal chumrah. Person wants to start Shabbos, so it's a personal chumrah. Okay, unless the whole community, that's a Mordechai. In Shabbos, the second parak, okay, in source 70, Rosh Tzadi Zion, he writes, Hecha kol Shabbos, hamiyot al Okay, that's the Shulchan Paskins. That way, in some race, Tamil Gimel Sifkid Bays in 71, Shoharach says, Imrov Hakal, Kibbal Alem Shabbos, Hamiot Nimshacham Achrem Al Korcham. Then Amiot goes again by, by them. You know, even though it's not really Shabbos, like I said before, an example of bungalow calling, where the whole community, they, they made a whatever time Shabbos was, the other guy can't drive in now later. That's not right. That's against what it says over here. And the Mishabura says, okay, he says, but if they're different, you know, uh, if the other people weren't in shul, or more important, you caught nun aleph there, and so raised some gimel. V'chein be'ir sheyesh ba botei kneisios harbe ain achas nimshechas achachaverta. Okay, it doesn't even well one's bigger than the other, but okay, you have a different shul, or sometimes the same shul has different minyanim. They have a minyan, a zman minyan, an early minyan, and a plag minyan, this minyan. Okay, so then you can do, uh, you can do whatever you want. In other words, the thing is, when something is in a call, it's a call. That's what Shechta said. You can't have two people in the same house belonging to different kehilos. Okay, if that's the call, you can't uh, you, know, you can't have, have uh, a husband and wife are two, part of two different killers. But if that's not the case, if there are different killers in the town and so on, his opinion was that the wife does not have to follow what the husband does. Okay, um, you know, as I said before, that's a, you know that is a so to speak a, a, a nether that he took or chumer that he took upon himself to start Shabbos early. So that doesn't bind the wife, and therefore it's okay for the wife to continue to do malacha. Rav Sternberg's suggestion, though, would seem to be reasonable. That it's not right that he's going to come home. Uh, you know, it's already not. He came home for, for Shabbos, ready to make kiddush, and then she's first lighting candles or still whatever cooking or something that uh, kind of looks a little funny. So you have to use a little bit of seichel. But those are the different opinions. Uh, again, we had the Ramosha's tshuva, which uh, you know, which says that basically she she has to go by the husband based on you know if it's a minute kavua to do it in shame to Shabbos, but not for convenience, and she doesn't have to. But she shouldn't do malacha for him. Okay, Rav Vazna said, you know, it always goes, the wife has to always go by the husband, 
and the Shemrach had the idea of like a Moshe, but but he said she shouldn't do malacha beyond when he comes home. And Shechter seemed to say they make her a din anyway. The wife does not have to do what the husband does. So those are some of the issues. And maybe I said they'll come up now that we entitled the shear. Is there one standard time for the household? So now that we're leaving standard time, we have to look into this issue and see, uh, you know, what the wife does. But it seems to me it's not right for the wife to continue to do malacha when the husband comes home. I hear what Rav Sternberg is saying. You know, technically, as Rav Shechter said, she's not really bound by what the husband does. Okay, we'll stop over here. I wish everybody a good to